last weekend, I traveled to Carlisle, Pennsylvania for the toy show known as the Toys for the Ages Expo. And over the course of three days, I was able to reconnect with a number of collectors and friends I've met over the years. And one of those collectors is Kevin Mann. Hailing all the way from Gorham, Maine, Kevin is the owner and curator of Caveman Toys and Collectibles, where he sells his wares through a local antique shop and through online outlets like Instagram and Facebook. The company's moniker is a play on his own name, with Cave beginning with the letter K and Man being spelled like his last name, with two N's. Caveman Toys' slogan is one of my favorites, and it fits Kevin's personality perfectly. It reads, From the dawn of man we have foraged for survival. Now we forage for fun. And that's who Kevin is. He has a deep appreciation for toys of all kinds, across the various eras and decades. He's a serious collector, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. There's no ego with him. He carries a quiet and mature joy with him, and his knowledge and passion mix into something infectious whenever he talks about the many different toy lines he's encountered over the years. And Kevin knows his toys. Every time we speak, I learn something new from him. He knows about and collects familiar and popular lines, as well as the more obscure and fascinating ones from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But more than the toys themselves, Kevin has a true heart for others. He values his fellow collector over any find or piece of plastic. He genuinely cares about the people around him, and the moments spent in his company seem to stay with you long after a meet-up or toy show is over. Kevin and I first met at the home of a mutual friend and collector. And a few years later, we found ourselves in the same room again, this time during the pandemic at the Toys for the Ages Expo in 2021. That show was one of my all-time favorite collector experiences, and it was due to being around great people like Kevin for the weekend. If you want to hear the 2021 two-part recap of the show and the amazing finds, check out episodes 53 and 54 of the podcast. A year ago, Kevin started a private Facebook group called the Holy Grail Toy Collectors Group. Members have been sharing the acquisition photos and stories from their Grail finds, and again, I've learned so much about so many facets of toy collecting through the discussions in the group. Kevin's DNA is woven throughout each post, on a page that is encouraging, uplifting, and a constant reminder of the small and large wonders of life as a collector. This past weekend, Kevin and I were in the same room together again, at the Toys for the Ages Expo in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. The show was a two-day event, on Saturday and Sunday, with the vendor setup taking place on Friday afternoon. After setup, I joined Kevin and a group of collectors for a celebratory dinner at the Desperate Times Brewery, a restaurant that was voted as one of the best in Cumberland County. Over drinks and German-inspired dishes, we discussed original hand-painted packaging art for the 80s line, Thundercats. We talked about our recent finds, as well as some of the prototypes and production pieces that have evaded our respective grasps over the years 
sometimes spanning decades of relentless searching. Kevin shared some of his knowledge about the later Jurassic Park releases of the 1990s. He also enlightened us with a look at the shocking amount of merchandise that exists for a line dear to his heart, 1980s RoboForce. It was during this hours-long dinner that I met Kevin's friend and fellow collector, Alex Coltard. Kevin and Alex had made the Carlisle show a stop on an incredible week-long toy trek from Maine through various parts of the country, totaling more than 2,500 miles. During this trip, Kevin and Alex had stopped by the Kane County Toy Show in Chicago. They visited numerous toy shows in a number of states, met up with friends and toured some fascinating collections, and even visited Illinois' Volo Auto Museum, home to some iconic vehicles from beloved films. And over microbrews, appetizers, and hearty sandwiches, the two recounted their funny and amazing stories for us from the past week. The evening was truly a memorable one. It was so nice to spend time with Kevin again, and it was great to meet Alex, who couldn't have been nicer and had an encyclopedic knowledge of collectibles. The story of their toy trip stayed with me through the entire weekend. It was something special because it was the kind of thing we collectors live for, touring the country with a buddy, connecting with other collectors, shopping for rare items at two fantastic toy shows, and everything else that made it an unforgettable adventure. And I wanted you to hear all about it, because I knew you'd appreciate their journey, and you'd find it as fascinating as I did. This is a conversation with the caveman himself, Kevin Mann, and Alex Coltart, live from the Toys for the Ages Expo. This is a recap of two collectors' incredible toy trip in their own words. This is the kind of stories we collectors love. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Welcome to the Toys for the Ages Expo. Toys for the Ages is a two-day show run by my friend Andy Cook and focuses on the vintage toys many of us hunt and love. It's Sunday morning, the final day of the show, and the vendors are currently putting the finishing touches on their tables in the hours leading up to the show's start. So before the show opens its doors to the general public and toy shoppers of all ages flood the aisles, let's stop by Kevin and Alex's booth and speak with them for a bit 
as they recount tales from the past week's remarkable toy trip. After all, touring 2,500 miles of the United States together will certainly create some lasting and exciting memories. And I couldn't leave Carlisle without introducing you to them. So follow me toward their setup, and we'll chat with them about some amazing finds and special collector moments on the road. So it's 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, and I'm here with Alex Coltart and Kevin Mann, um, two wonderful guys. I met Alex for the first time uh, this weekend, and uh, Kevin, I think I met you... A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah. I thought we met at, um, at Ross Barr's house, but you, you actually told me we met somewhere else. When he, whoa, we met at, well, we met here at the show, but yeah. first time was, I believe it was... Paul Chu's house. Paul Chu's, yeah. 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 So it was okay. Paul Chu's in, I want to say, January of 2018. Yes. Uh, that was a wonderful time. That it was we had. an amazing yeah, time. It was yeah. really cool. Those greatest American hero samples. <laughs> 2018. The, uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, the Uze collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, what am I forgetting? A, oh, a carded rocket fired Boba Fett. <laughs> probably, the, yeah, probably the biggest item, but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we've been friends for a while, and, and now, Alex, I consider you a friend as well, too. Excellent, and, excellent. And uh, you guys had a, a pretty interesting trip recently, right? I think it's because we're the only two people that we know that are crazy enough to drive across the country for toys, but yeah, it's been a great trip. And that's what you did in the past week? Yeah, so we went out uh, first leg was all the way straight out to Chicago area. We went to the uh, what some people call the Kane County Toy Show or Chicago Toy Show um, at the Kane County Fairgrounds. It's a massive show. They had like two gigantic buildings filled with toy vendors day prior to the show they have uh, they give a uh, what they call floor rights so we can go around while vendors are setting up and kind of see what they have um, when you line up for that in the morning that we actually found probably some of the more amazing things that we found there were like just in people's cars in the parking lot so yeah. so you guys were going through the parking lots and to, to put that show into scope, we got there and everyone was like, oh, you drove across the country to come here now? He's like, this is the small show. And basically everyone there said that we were wasting our time. And we started seeing like football fields of cars pulling up. And when I went wandering through, everyone's opening the back of their trunks to sell things out. And uh, I came up to a truck that just looking through the front windshield of the truck, I could see probably $30,000 worth of vintage toys sitting on the guy's front seat. And I knew that. This was not going to be a small show for us. We were going to have a great time, and we did. Yeah, for example, cool. he had a Megator, one of the Titans from Masters of the Universe, and that's like a, what he had, $2,300 on it? $3,200. Did you guys have any amazing finds while you were there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I basically scoped that guy's truck out and kind of waited around for him to come back because I knew it was going to be great. And as soon as he opened up the doors, it was nothing but really rare lines like tiger sharks. And he had a bunch of South American exclusives. And I ended up picking up a tiger shark for myself, which is still a, a five or $600 figure. Um, and we spent, I think I spent close to three or four grand by the end of the day just at that one event. 
Gosh. Just at that one guy's... No, 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 not at that, that one general. booth, but that one event, yeah. Okay. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Did you pick up anything? I did. Um, same guy, I found a $6 million man, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So that's something I've been looking for for a long time. Um, and there's an interesting uh, Star Wars connection behind the Bigfoot, right? Yeah, so that's Chewbacca's uh, body mold. Yeah. How many... How tall is that? How many inches is that? It's like marker? a 12-inch figure. Well, 12 it might be a little taller. Yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a few here going around. I've been wondering if you wanted to do some comparisons of the two between the Bigfoot and the Chewbacca. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should. Pretty neat. We should, yeah. So you guys, you started out in Chicago, and then where did you go from there? Um, we went to, so we headed down to, well, actually, first stop was a, sort of like a side trip. We went to the Volo uh, Car Museum. They have a bunch of movie cars there. That's a pretty cool place. Um, what like kind of movie example. cars did you see? So, uh, favorite one for me, and the, really the reason I went, they had a Mad Max, uh, the black car that he drives in, in um, Road Warrior. So, had to see that. And then they even had uh, cans of the dog food the dog eats in the back. Nice touch. <laughs> um, they had like the Grease Lightning car. Yeah, what else did they have? It the, was super impressive. They, they had, had the Ghostbusters. Yeah, the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Yep. They had the um, um, Ninja Turtle sewer van as well. Yep. So. yep. Yeah, there were probably 10, 15 cars. If you look on my, my Instagram page, you can see you can see some of those cars. And what's your Instagram page? It's uh, Caveman Toys, so K-A-V-E-M-A-N-N Toys. Okay. Well, that, that's really cool. So so you went there, and then where was the uh, where did the trip take you after that? So then we headed down to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I have a friend out there. Um, he has a vast collection of Muppets, Sesame Street, a smattering of different things from the 80s. Amazing collection. You can also see that on my Instagram. I posted a little story about him. Quick question for you. Yep. Um, for each of you, uh, who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, it's got to be Gonzo. It's the, the long nose and the craziness is just perfect. <laughs> I would say Animal. I just love the kind of wild hair craziness, the, the sort of caveman type language that he uses. <laughs> so, yeah. yep. so you so you saw this gentleman's saw this collection. gentleman's collection. Then we went out to the uh, it's called the uh, South Louisville Toy Antique Museum, something in that in some order. <laughs> That was um, incredibly impressive because from the outside, it just looked like another general antique mall. Mm-hmm. So I walked in thinking, oh, we might see something here or there. And then the entire antique mall was just toys. It was just rows and really? rows You never rows. see that. That's amazing. Right? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. of glass cases. Um, and, and I found quite a few things there that were not only things I wanted, but were very well-priced as well. Yeah. And they had a selection of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I saw some a case of $6 million, million Man, another Kenner property. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, great selection. There. Um, from there, we went to, I may not do these in order, but I, we went to a place called, um, we went to the toy department. So the toy department, very clean shop, museum quality stuff all around the outside, very hard to find toys. And so that is in Cincinnati, correct? It's uh, I believe it's Cincinnati, right right in Cincinnati. I'd have to look and it's owned by our friend Chris Neal, who is a, a wonderful guy and a wonderful collector. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, they, and they have this case that's well worth a visit there just to see the case full of prototypes. They had a first shot of Walrus Man. Um, they had a C-3PO, was a translucent case. Yeah, it's a, it's a prototype translucent case. Uh, it's it's in kind of like a milky yes. white color, yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's something you don't usually see. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is, it's one of those premier prototype pieces because you can put it in any room and people know that it's, the design is familiar, but the color is... 
catches you off guard, and yeah. it's, it, it's you know it's a true prototype. It's something you can see from across the room and know. So I do want to mention that they actually have some very affordable stuff in that case. You can get a like a Kenner quality tag for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. That that's just kind of a novelty, you know. If you want to put a Kenner tag on one of your toys or something <laughs> like that, that was kind of cool. There are some dealers who have actually done that. Uh, no, not the right no. reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a really cool store. They'd also stamp passports for anybody who follows the Toy Stores of the World passport program. So. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, from there, where did you go? Um, so we also did uh, Earth to Kentucky, mm-hmm. which is oh, a yeah. very unique store. So they have... Um, it's a very curated store. It feels like a gallery, like an art gallery. So it's that, less of a toy store and more of a gallery. Yeah, a little more on the gallery end. Um, they're featured on a toy store near you, which is a nacelle um, show that's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, so the daughter, Mabel, was there. She's very helpful. But um, they have, yeah, so they have a lot of selected vintage pieces, but they also have, like, art pieces from... I think a lot of people refer to them as like bootleg toy designers. Um, a lot of like action figures that you know only the artists uh, they come from the artists, so they're like unique. I think um, when you and I talked about this, I used the example of Healy Made, right? Like, yeah, Healy Made, and um, with like Phantom Star Killer, that type of stuff. Um, it, was, it was basically a sci-fi based store, but they had all these original toy art pieces. So you yeah. had like painted pictures of Prince Adam, painted pictures of Skeletor, and then like altered toys, sculpted toys, dioramas for toys. So it was super cool to see. There was sure. a black velvet Chuck E. Cheese painting. That was pretty cool. <laughs> and um, you didn't pick that up. I I only have so much money. <laughs> right. So they 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 had. Uh, uh, was it, I was going to mention that they also um, uh, oh I put that on my Instagram page so if you want to see that story um, there's like 10 slides on my Instagram page I think I did two posts for it it's worth checking out when we went out to eat on Friday night you had shown me uh, a number of the images and I couldn't get a full idea of what this toy store gallery was yeah. like until I saw it So yeah so if um Somebody who's listening to this goes to the Caveman Toys Instagram page. I basically have, I think I have like 20 stories for this trip. So as we're talking, if you kind of go through and look at the page, you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so next stop from there, we went to a store. They recommended a store at Earth to Kentucky called Big Fun, which was probably our favorite store just in terms of a lot of just... Cases and cases. It's kind of an random. adventure to get there because there's essentially no parking at all. <laughs> we had to go to like the fifth floor of a parking garage and, and then walk back down. <laughs> and they basically put an entire planet's worth of toys into one hallway. And I do mean a hallway. It's not even like a single room. Oh my gosh. Um, people were crawling over each other. There's there's toys stacked from floor to ceiling and then just hundreds of ships that have all been fishing wired to the ceiling and, and hanging. I mean, it, it, just looking through the window was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But they had a great selection. They were willing to make great deals. I mean, we had a great time there for sure. Yeah, really nice shop. Nice. Um, from there, we went to Pittsburgh. Um, met a friend, Chad Ploof, has an amazing collection. I've yet to post Chad that. Ploof is here yeah. as well, and he is one of the nicest guys. He has a collection. Um, I think he has videos on YouTube as well, too, where okay. you can see his stuff. I'm a parallel collection. I- I've never seen a better collection of... Like, uh, well, so so Rancho Obi-Wan, probably the mecca for Star Wars collectors. This is like the Rancho Obi-Wan for all other toys. <laughs> oh, for sure. He has an amazing collection. Just complete uh, toy lines. 
in in uh, glass cases, and, and it's just endless. We we first got there, and he just had a grin on his face from ear to ear because he knew what he was going to do to us. Yeah. And he walked up, and before he opened the door, he's like, I just want to prepare you guys. A lot of collectors, when they come in here, they have, you know, basically a heart attack. And he opened the doors, and it was like walking into, like, like a really well-lit bar because of how well he set up everything. He had all of his shelving in the back with collections. Then he had glass cases in the front, and he had done lighting all through his basement. So it, it literally felt like you were walking into a restaurant, except it was just nothing but, like, the best 80s toy lines as far as the eye can see. And he had also backed the um, HasLab cell barge, the job of cell barge, and he did an amazing display of that. Um, he was on an episode... Um, I guess it was about 20, 21 or so where he talked about why he, he got the barge and everything. But then to see the way that he displayed it, I mean, you're right. It's just, it's unparalleled. And uh, it's so nice that, that he was able to to have you guys over to open his doors, you know, to you. And, uh, yeah. What was the coolest thing for each of you that you saw there? Probably the Black Star collection because I'm a fan of Black Star. And he had like the balloon, which is extremely hard to find. Um, but then the Bone Age collection, that was amazing, prehistoric. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, that, that would be very hard to choose, considering he had his full first floor, which was like his ultimate man cave, mm-hmm. and then he also had an upstairs room that was full of Star Wars and G.I. Joe and Thundercats, um, and just some of the, the, the rarest stuff you would see set up in the best ways you would see. There was even a moment where, like, we were talking about things, looking around, we turned around, and he had essentially an hors d'oeuvre tray for us full of accessories. (laughs) He's like, these are accessories that I don't need, so if you guys want to take a few. And I was like, well, I mean, if it's not for something I need, I don't really want to take it from you. He's like, no, I don't need them all. Take as many as you want. (laughs) So we got catered to as he was doing a tour for us, too, which is great. And we felt so strongly that he should have charged admission. We actually found a piece that he did not have at the show. Which is hard to do. Gifted, to, gifted it to him. Which I felt like it was important to do that. That's it really, was, it's really kind of him to open you know, his house to you, and it's really kind of you guys as well to give him something special. I'm sure in the way that you'll never forget it, he'll never forget that as well, too. Oh, for sure. And it, like I said, it's, it's nice to find something from the man that has everything. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was amazing. So uh, next stop was D&E Collectibles, and that was a cool shop. I actually found, uh, saw a more or less a growl item, uh, which I did not buy, but uh, in fact they said it wasn't for sale, but it was the uh, E.T. toy hamper, <laughs> and that sits in the, behind the desk where they, uh, in the store. But we found, you know, a number of other things. It was a good shop. It's kind of like a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> it was. All of the uh, the employees there were so animated. It was literally like walking onto a Kevin Smith movie set, so, just talking to them. Yeah. So they should just rename themselves Clerks. Yes. <laughs> or Jane's Silent Bob Secret yeah. Stash 2 or something. Oh, like yeah. That. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a shop near me, actually. Is it? And, yeah. yeah. Just, I went there with a, a friend, went out to eat, and then walked around uh, through the shop and stuff. And yeah. they have a whole bunch of merchandise from all the different films. Uh, right. Pretty interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, other than that, we did some, I think we had, had uh, stopped at a couple other group shops. Oh, uh, Attorney of Dreams, who's here, mm-hmm. we stopped at their shop. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. That is a massive shop. A lot of <laughs> interest. It's misleading because you walk into the mall where Attorney of Dreams is and they have like a small outlet, which is basically just a giant room full of Funko Pops. So that's where we thought we were going. We walked in. I'm like, oh, it must go in further past the Funko Pops. And it was just a giant room full of Funko Pops. And I was like, this can't be right. And then we go around the corner into this huge store where they just had endless amounts of toys. Um, Very, very rare things. They had a box, Titus and Megator from Master of the Universe, which the two of them together valued at like $15,000. And apparently this is some of the 
lighter things that he has because he had been saving most of his stock for PowerCon. So um, very impressive. And I should also mention we stopped at Retro and Rad. Callie Donnelly's a great friend of mine. She's here too. Um, love stopping in there. It's just it's one of those shops where like I've been there every time I come. She's always you know very happy to see us, and you know I'm often will walk away with things as well. <laughs> and I love the smaller shops like that because she was a super fun lady. Her shop was set up super fun. She was willing to make deals. Lots of little baggies to go through to find some of the smalls that you're looking for, and just a really good time. Yeah, and so that's mostly where we went. You can go on my Instagram and, and see the kind of other things we saw. Um, there was one fun thing we did where we, uh, so as many collectors do, we ar- army up uh, figures. So we pick a figure and we buy multiples. And I think most people are listening will know that concept. But um, Alex, uh, I'll let him talk about his, his army up. Oh, good, because I saw it as we were talking on down on this on the shelf, and I wanted to ask you because I've never seen anything like this. So, <laughs> so I'll start out just by saying I was personally looking for, I looked for the Tommy Rascal Robot, which looks a lot like R2-D2, and the Black Star Demon, which comes in a few different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look for, Alex? Well, I got into Thundercats a couple of years ago, and the Thundercats Tusca Warrior, which is essentially a walrus in a green suit, mm-hmm. I just immediately fell in love with the figure. And Seeing one, though, makes sense. Sure, sure. What you have in your hands is a fever dream. <laughs> and, and as I said, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I said, um, I'm not leaving this booth until we talk about uh, it. So pretty much every shop I went to and every vendor I went to at the toy conventions, I just marched around asking if they had any Tusca Warriors for the shops. I would buy what they had in the displays, and then I would ask them to go in their back rooms and pull out any Tusca Warriors that they had, and this massive bag that I have in my hands right now, which probably has close to 40 or 50 Tusca Warriors. Um, and how tall is each figure, just to get people... I mean, these are this, is, this is a full-size figure, so these are, you know, a, a good six inches, um, and this is just what I've acquired on this one trip, because I probably have twice this much at home. And I, I'm trying to get a, a massive army, and a big enough army that I can build like a fortress just for walruses. So a giant walrus head fortress is my eventual goal. I think this trip put you off to a really good start so far. So how many in total would you say you have? I think we're probably approaching 100 now, uh, maybe a little bit more. But, I mean, 200 would be a good number, I think, to, to try to stop that. Oh, okay. and uh, that- just for your information, we are going to lock all the doors at 8.45, 15 minutes before we open. So uh, just make sure you have all your stuff in here and are ready to go because we are going to lock all the doors at 8.45. So there's an account on Instagram, Mark's Vintage Toys, and uh, he posted months ago um, that he had this goal. He wanted to fill a like a water, like a glass water jug with nothing but burritos and Walrusmen. So I volunteered to source some for him. And so this trip, I think I found 20 to, 30 to 25 or so. And 20 to 35 sure. Walrusmen? Yeah, yeah, and Greedos. Okay. Uh, in total, probably over 30. Um, so I'll be shipping those out to him. But I do that periodically. So if anybody's listening and they have a stash of beater Walrusmen, you know, rough condition Walrusmen they want to uh, sell, he'll buy them. So sell the mark. Um, Reach out to him. He's trying to. Sure. He's trying to meet his goal of filling that water. <laughs> That's amazing. That <laughs> and is... It's Mark's vintage toys. Yeah. Kevin yeah. was doing a lot of PR on this trip and not necessarily going as hard with the buying and collecting. So he could have procured very many more <laughs> than than he did, which is already a substantial amount. 
And they also thought it was pretty funny that we're both collecting walrus figures, walrus human figures from two different lines. Yeah. And universes, yeah. <laughs> and universes. <laughs> That's true. Very impressive. Yeah. So, and then, so that brought you guys here then? Is that? Yeah. We, uh, so a couple of group shops in the area, but yeah, we, we've been in uh, Carlisle for like three, four days. So we, we camped out south of the city and then we came in, stayed in a hotel for a couple of days. And uh, so we brought a ton of toys that we picked up on our trip, um, as well as what I had already packed from home. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And of course, we're looking for toys. That's of course. But, so speaking of, um, was there anything that you found here? And Alex, let's start with you. Is there anything you found here in particular that was really memorable for you? Any amazing finds? Anything cool? Um, I've been hunting for the larger Ghostbusters ghosts because they're very difficult to find anyway, and they're extra difficult to find complete. And I think I found three of them at this show, which is pretty good considering we had already gone across the country and been to the Kane County Toy Show, and I hadn't seen a single one. So it's been the uh, the place to find ghosts. Very nice. Congrats. <laughs> and Kevin, you and I talked. Yep. I know there was something yesterday that you picked up. So, yeah. So I, I was... I was born in the 70s, but uh, I actually have an affection for toys from the 60s just because of the incredible design of those toys and um, the uniqueness of them. And uh, I, I've been reading a Mar- Marvin Glass and Associates, MGA, they were in Chicago, toy designers, sold toys to manufacturers. Um, they, they made a toy called King Zor. It was a game. And it's this big, massive dragon. Um, how, how large would you say it is? Yeah, it's about two and a half feet yeah, long. Almost three feet long. Um, just a very impressive-looking thing. You can put modern, you know, newer toy collections, seventies, eighties toy collections with it. Goes pairs really well with them. So a nice display piece. And I never, and the toys like that, I just don't think I'm gonna find very. You know, they're not easy to find. Um, and if you look on eBay, they're often quite, uh, you know, like uh, uh, they're expensive. So I've never seen a King Zor. Before. Yeah, so, so uh, and here's a reason to talk to vendors. If you don't see something you you want at their booth, like, mm-hmm. talk to them about what you're interested in, because I happen to know Bob, but Uncle Bob's vintage toys, he, Bob Estrella, he had this mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> and so we got talking, and a couple things that, you know, we talked about that I was interested in, he just happened to mention, hey, I have a, a, a Garlu, and I was like, oh, I'd love to see that. He said, I also have a King Zor. I said, oh, I'd love to own that. <laughs> So yeah, he brought it in yesterday. We we made a deal, and I'm bringing it home, and that'll that'll likely stay in my collection for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> so, so really, really cool piece. Okay. Well, congrats. Uh, this I love this because this is not just you know toy hunting, but it's it's really a, a bonding experience for you guys. You have these wonderful memories. You met people like like Chad, and you've gone to all these different uh, stores as well during the trip. How many miles total would you guys say you traveled? Like 2,400 all told, yeah. yeah. In, in a week? Yeah, I, I think we're going to be up toward 3,000 because we did a lot of side trips. So, like, the whole circuit is about 2,400 miles, but I bet we put another 600 miles yeah. And I discussed it with Kevin, too. It's so awesome that we chose to go on a road trip. We started it with the biggest toy fair in the country. We stopped at all the little shops in between. We stopped to see people's personal collections. We went to museums to see, like, vehicles that were connected to movies and also connected to toys. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then we finished it off with another big toy convention. It was like yeah. a giant toy sandwich, yeah. essentially. Amazing. And for a small fee, I'm willing to be your uh, your travel agent for toy finds. Okay, I think that's the way we're going to have to do it from now on. <laughs> Get a tour bus together and just I mean, take you around the country. For payment, so <laughs> yeah. I'll just create an itinerary for anybody. For each of you, what was your personal favorite memory from the trip? 
It might have actually been going down to see uh, the gentleman in Kentucky that had the... Really? Yes, yeah. But the, the, the massive Sesame Street and Muppets collection. It was just... It was such a unique time capsule experience um, that kind of stood out from the rest of the trip. Oh, and he's Treasure Chamber on Instagram, if yes. anybody's interested. It's Treasure underscore Chamber, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I follow him so you can find him mm-hmm. that way. So my favorite would have to be Chad Plouffe's collection. I, I love seeing collections. What well, Alex mentioned, it's, you know, it's like also a great experience, but seeing Chad's collection was amazing. I had no idea. Like, I've met him several times at mm-hmm. shows, and I knew he collected, like, hard-to-find play sets and things like that. No idea. And what he's... He when you meet him, I mean, he's just a hardcore, passionate collector, you know, who's so much fun to talk to because he does have so many varied interests, but he really loves this stuff. But I guess you're right, until you see his collection, it's really hard to, to see the it's depth of it. Yeah. yeah, pictures don't do it justice. And to underscore what you said, he makes it interesting because he's such a genuine guy. So, you know, a different personality, you might say, well, thanks for having us in. I'm in and out. Yeah. But he made us want to stay. And he was like, you can stay as long as you want. Yeah. And, and anyone that has a reserve tray of, <laughs> of accessories, you can't go wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so such a gen- And you can follow him on Instagram if anybody's interested in seeing. I believe it's just Chad Plouffe. There's a number after his name. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, some great. But check out my page for all the stories. I'm gonna be probably putting like another ten up that I haven't had time to post yet. Your page again? Uh, it's Caveman Toys at uh, uh, Caveman Toys. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm right. my Gmail Easy enough. Well, gentlemen, uh, I think the show is about to start in less than a half hour. Okay. So I wish you wonderful yeah. uh, luck today and wonderful sales. Um, to give people an idea, what kind of what kind of stuff do you have at your table? A potpourri of vintage items. We have a Starship Attorney at the table. Um, we have a Fort Max to highlight some larger items. I have a complete... Um, so Fort Max is Fortress Maximus Fortress from Transformers. From it's Transformers. the largest the one. Biggest, the biggest, yep, the biggest one. I guess Holy Grail for Transformer collectors mm-hmm. or some. Um, behind you, we have the uh, Empire Strikes Back AT-AT. With the chin guns. Chin guns. Uh, com- yeah, so complete working and um, very clean. With uh, also comes with four AT-AT drivers and some loose figures. And a box. Um, yeah, and we have um, everything from Star Trek uh, paint sets to, oh, we have the uh, Imperial Shuttle. Uh, we have some Motu. We have this guy, uh, Zog. <laughs> and uh, we have some Transformers. We have, yeah. You have a very interesting uh, vintage collection set as well, though, too. Um, so this is, it's a, it's a three three-pack. Uh, yeah, if you can explain that really fast. Um, yeah, you might know more about it than I do, but the uh, special action figure set, uh, three-pack, um, the, the, the 90s, the Power of, Power of the Force 2. Um, well, so, no, this is, so this is the vintage collection. Um, and what they did is they arranged, so this is a Target exclusive, and they arranged three three-packs together under one uh, piece of cardboard. And it has the Empire Strikes Back logo, and then it's uh, one of them is the Bespin Wingard, Lando Calrissian, and Luke. And then you have uh, Forlom, Adat Driver, and the TIE Fighter Pilot in another, and then Han Solo, Rebel Trooper, and FX-7. So it's ba- it's literally three three-packs connected by one piece of cardboard. So is that ends. the after Power of the Force 2? Was that, yeah, was that is, later 90s, probably, 90s? Oh, yeah, no, this is probably about 2010, 2011, I would okay, say. Okay, so that much yeah, newer. Okay. might even be a little Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. I just picked it up in a collection. A lot of times I don't know a ton about it's, what I It's have. not something that you would normally see, because usually you would see these three-packs sold separately. Yep. So to see them all together with this beautiful cardboard design, and it has the only a Target uh, exclusive at the bottom, where it says Kenner as well, too. It's pretty neat. So okay. you guys have yep. some great stuff also here. Also Shadows of the Empire ship. And, um, oh, yeah, Dash Rendar. Yeah, some of the... Uh, Star World collector cases. The bootleg That's cases. That's kind of a unique item. The, 
8-bit bachelor party game. Oh, wow. So, okay, so this is, I've never seen this. This is from the 80s, right? Yeah. And it says adult video game cartridge. So this was, and this was Tom Hanks, the 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 movie? The Tom Hanks movie, yeah. Okay, yeah. So there was a video game based on the Tom Hanks movie. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, gentlemen, it was great talking to you. Really, I wish you both the best. Um, And then how long is the the ride home back to Maine? It's like eight and a half hours. Okay. Are you doing that today? Yeah, right after the show. We're actually probably going to go see another collection mm-hmm. and then stop and see somebody who has toys from me. <laughs> you guys are absolutely insane, and I love you both. This is wonderful. All right, well, here's to, uh, here's to the rest of Toys for the Ages Expo. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, David. I look forward to listening to that. <laughs> the show, I reached out to Kevin. I wanted to hear more about his trip now that he was finally home. And I thought it would make for a nice epilogue, for him to reflect upon the entirety of his travels once he had traded his time on the road for the familiar comforts of home life again. So let's spend a few more minutes with Kevin, talking toys and collecting and the memories formed on his once-in-a-lifetime collector's excursion at the end of which our paths blessedly crossed at the Toys for the Ages Expo. So, Kevin, could you recap your experience for us? Um, so to recap the trip, um, the intention was to go to the, the Chicago Toy Show out at the King County Fairgrounds, just outside of Chicago, and uh, end up at Toys for the Ages in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, so we rented a van, which was more than ample room to fit my show stock and our gear. We did some camping along the way. We headed out uh, toward western New York, where my mother lives, stayed with her one evening. Uh, one pit stop along the way was to meet up with Pete Swain. Pete's the owner of Repeats Comics. Uh, he recently closed the brick-and-mortar store so that he could focus on doing shows and um be a little less tied to a store and I used to supply him with uh, vintage toys he would sell for me Um, so I picked up the rest of my stock we said hello to Pete and headed out toward Albany we got stopped with some heavy traffic and just outside Albany with a three-hour delay we did make it to New York just after midnight uh, to my mom's um, out in Newark New York and spent the night there Um, from there we headed to the Chicago Toy Show. Got into our hotel late on Friday, and we got floor rights to spend Saturday browsing the various vendors um, before they, um, before, while they were setting up for the show. So we had a chance to get a sneak peek of what was going on. Um, we did see a bunch of vendors in the parking lot and had a chance to go through and find and make deals on items there. Um, Alex picked up. Um, Dolphin Man from Tiger Sharks and a um, T-Rex from Masters of the Universe. And I picked up a Bigfoot from Six Million Dollar Man. And I did find one of my demons there. Um, Toy Show was amazing, even uh, early setup. Um, Quite a bit to browse through. And then we did 
go back on Sunday for the full show, which is packed with people. It was two buildings full of toys. Um, I have no idea how many vendors were there. But it wasn't a full show, as we understand. Um, normally, they'd have 700 or 600-plus vendors and seven buildings full of toys. So either April or October, I do plan to return when I see the full show. Um, from there, we went to the Volo Auto Museum, which is uh, north in Volo, uh, Illinois, uh, where we saw that land speeder I sent you pictures of. It's, I guess, a replica of the actual land speeder. I was struck at how small the land speeder is. I thought it was a much bigger uh, vehicle, um, and maybe that's a different version. I don't know, but uh, it was pretty wild to see uh, what I thought was should have been a bigger vehicle, but... Um, Pretty cool to see a replica of that. Um, quite a few other cars. There's four buildings of cars. We headed down to Louisville on Monday, and I met up with a friend. Uh, he's, his Instagram is Treasure Chamber. His name is Byron. He has a collection of uh, Sesame Street Muppets, um, all kinds of kids, 80s kids properties, and uh, he does actually have a shelf of Star Wars, so I had to include that from his collection. Um from there, we, we, we did also visit the Louisville Toy Mall, which is very cool. A lot of toys there. Um, and then we went to um, Earth to Kentucky and Covington, Kentucky, an amazing place with many Star Wars-inspired designer toy pieces, custom toy pieces. It's basically like an art gallery for toys. Inspired inspires me to do something that I want to do, which is create a gallery for exhibiting collections. And um, that was a very cool place. I picked up a couple things. Um, sent a picture of the um, walrus man with a, with a removable or, like, detached arm <laughs> um, pin. And uh, from there we headed to the toy department. The toy department was also a very cool place. They had a whole case of prototypes, pre-production items, couple of Star Wars items that I'm including in my pictures. The first shot of um, Walrus Man, which was appropriate for the trip to see that. Um, a little over my budget at, I think, $2,250. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, the C-3PO, uh, the translucent case. So some very cool stuff there. They had a lot of rare items around the perimeter of the store. Really nicely displayed cases. Um, we were also recommended by Earth to Kentucky to go see um, Big Fun Toys. We went there. So that was a cool spot. A um, lot of toys there, packed and packed with vintage items. Um, we, we hit a couple more antique malls. There's a Fairfield, um, Ohio antique mall. Um, and then we went to see Chad Plouffe's collection in just south, around Pittsburgh, very cool, very comprehensive collection. A lot of Star Wars items in his collection. A lot of rare pieces. Um, he has a Black Star playset. He has a, an unproduced Sky Commander's vehicle. Um, and then I included uh, an unproduced um, Centurion's figure. Um, that was an amazing collection. Uh, fairly mind-blowing um, collection. And then we also went to Dini Collectibles outside Pittsburgh, or in Pittsburgh. Uh, very cool shop. They had a ET toy hamper. You don't see one of those every day. Um, we we headed then from basically out toward the Kyle Isle show um, and uh, went to Attorney of Dreams. That's in Maryland. 
And then um, visited our friend Kelly at uh, Retro and Rad, real cool shop. I've been there several times. She's always got something fun. Um, and then we did the Carlo, the Toys for the Asia show. So that was two days, Saturday and Sunday, end of uh, July. Amazing show. You see a lot of amazing stuff. Um, I couldn't help myself. I added more to my collection. I picked a couple of Battlestar Galactica items up and a Flash Gordon item. The trip was amazing. It really superseded any other trip that I've done for toy hunting. Um, in its length, it was 11 days of traveling. Um, I spent about three whole days on the road um, for the number of hours that I was on the road. It was about 3,300 miles uh, that we covered. We went to um, at least six vintage toy shops dedicated to vintage toys. And then we went to a handful of uh, antique malls, thrift shops. Um, I didn't mention there's two in um, Carlisle that we went to, Northgate and um, was a Car Carlisle Antique Shop. And, oh, Bed Bedford... Um, antiques where uncle bob's vintage toys lives um and there were more that we could have gone to but we basically ran out of time so um had a ball uh really uh fun meeting a lot of people at the shows and at the the uh, store owners staff from the store um just a lot of fun all around um doing the army building hunting and just being on the road you know going out there and wondering what we'd find next um there's a couple of toys that were pretty interesting that we found one was zog i sent a picture of that and i sent you um actually the package what the package looks like um it's a toy from the late 70s i believe it's 1977 um and then big zor was another one uh that i found uncle bob's vintage toys supplied me with that um so yeah, so many thoughts uh, on the trip, but it was an excellent trip. A uh, lot of fun putting together. I checked off some things on my bucket list. Earth to Kentucky was a big one. Um, several of the Ohio shops that I want to visit. And there's like 32 shops around Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana that are on a map that you can get from any one of those shops. And I also want to mention there's a fun way to kind of... Um, check off the places that you go. There's a uh, program by Nacelle Company called the um, Toy Stores of the World. They have their own Instagram account, and uh, you can buy a um, passport and uh, at any at any shop that participates. They're 10 bucks a piece, and then each shop will have its own, um, its own custom stamp. And Nacelle's been doing uh, custom stamps for shows that they attend, so I actually had a couple people at Toys for the Ages approach me to get a stamp, so people are using the program, and it's a lot of fun. So um, that's kind of a wrap-up on what we did. Um, it was a blast, and it was a particular blast, uh, enjoyable uh, talking to you, David, about the trip, um, and I'm so glad that you were interested and, and had questions for me about it because there's nothing I like doing more than talking to toy people and um, sharing my my uh, road trips, uh, my adventures and searching for toys. So looking forward to hearing your podcast about the whole experience.
My sincerest thanks to Kevin Mann and Alex Coltart for sharing the story of their incredible toy trip with us. From action figures to amazing finds to time spent in the company of our fellow collectors, their trip had everything a hobbyist would want. And they managed to attend two fantastic toy shows as well. It was truly a dream trip for them, and I'm happy we were able to join them for a conversation about it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. As we make our way to a milestone 150th episode, I can promise you this month will be a busy but fascinating one. We have so much to cover over the next 30 days, including a look at the Toys for the Ages Expo and the premiere of the long-awaited Ahsoka series. I have a lot of episodes planned for you in such a short time, and I think you'll really enjoy them. Many of them celebrate the essence of why we love Star Wars and why we collect the memorabilia from our childhoods and from newer Lucasfilm stories. And as Kevin mentioned, as wonderful as the collectibles are, it's the collectors we meet along the way that make the journey so memorable, so powerful, and so special. And so, I expect you'll hear from a number of them in the coming weeks as well, in exciting and connective ways. So let's make this a month to remember, here on Star Wars Prototypes and Production.